Rodgers. What were you saying? I was saying with with Woody Harrelson on SNL, his opening um, monologue. Like I said, I didn't watch the episode. I just yeah, I saw the TikTok yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, but he was basically saying like, what if all the biggest drug cartels got together and said, hey, let's. There, there's a disease. We're going to release a disease into the public, and then we are going to force the public to stay in their homes until we can create a drug to fix that disease and then force the public to take our drugs. And if you don't take our drugs, then you don't get to you know, enjoy your basic freedoms. Wait, so what's different with that as compared to COVID? Well, that was his whole point. <laughs> was he was poking fun at COVID, and then, you know, naturally, like, the people who are... Um, you know, they unquestioned pro science, pro pro science, pro drugs. Well, they won't ask a single question as long as as long as Fauci tells them. Yeah, they're not going to ask a single question. And so you have Woody Harrelson, you know, saying this. Who Woody Harrelson is like to conservatives, he's considered like notoriously liberal. Mm. Okay, so you have someone who like has been all about like whatever the left wing agenda typically is coming out and saying like hey this is fucked up which what's interesting is like we were just talking about Russell Brand yeah I mean he's always been like far left wing and now like all these guys are just kind of like hey you know um, the way they handled COVID was shitty but then they get shut down you know or or, or they they get they get get in trouble well here's what's wild about all of the COVID stuff is that it was all handled so poorly from the very start and only a select few people actually were able to recognize that in society and then now there's no there's no like oh man we messed up in certain things there's no accountability there's no nothing there's no recourse for the wrongs that were done in society to society to people to people's own feelings but that's a great way to um, enter. Welcome into uh, Gen Z Diaries podcast with Cade Franks, everybody. How are we doing? Today we have a special guest, Alex Hockman. Alex is a good buddy of mine at the law school, but um, uh, this episode is the first episode of our ITAP. Um, what are you? ITAP Blitz. No, it's got to flow better than that, but it's uh, it, we'll think of a name, but it's ITAP uh, Conquest, basically, where we... We are conquistadors of beers. So welcome into the show. Welcome into the show, people. Welcome into the show. But we were just talking about the Woody, what was it, Woody, what's his name, Woody? I think his name is Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. That came up because we were discussing the Russell Russell Brand um, talk on Joe Rogan's most recent podcast, and you were talking about how you liked kind of what Russell was saying, what what other things came off to you as intelligent, smart, good points. I mean... I guess if we're already on the COVID thread, I'll stick with that. Um, he he was point, you know, Russell Brand pointed out the, uh, you know, if whenever COVID was first coming out, everyone's really scared, mm-hmm. right? We have everyone saying if you're saying that the coronavirus came out of a Chinese lab and not from you know a wet market where someone decided to have bat soup or whatever, right? If you're saying it came out of a Chinese lab. You're xenophobic, you're anti-science, and overall just an ignorant person. But what has the Wall Street Journal and other well-accredited new media outlets been telling us lately? Oh, or sorry, actually the Biden administration, his own uh, administrative agencies, I can't remember which one, I think the Department of Energy, um, has been saying 
they've come out and said it most likely was a leak from a lab that created coronavirus. Yeah. So where is yeah. any of the accountability to these people who like you know they they had their character well, attacked and and now it's like turns out they were right. You that's know? that's the fun with politics is that if you have a brain at all, you have started to realize that nothing ever happens. Um, nothing ever actually gets done. It's just uh, here, this happens. The left pulls this way. The right pulls the other way. And nothing ever happens to anybody in power. Anybody in positions of power that do something bad like that um, very clearly came out of a lab. Like there was, there was a lady on Fox News basically – as soon as all of this She's went down, she was yeah, from Wuhan. Yeah. From Wuhan. Yeah. yeah, she was running from the government at the time because they were trying to track her down and shut her up and silence her because she worked at the lab. And the government was basically like, yeah, we had this leak. Uh, keep your mouth shut. You know, basically don't say anything. Don't tell anybody anything. And she told the world well tried to tell the world. I don't know what happened with her now, but. Um, well, that's, that's sort of the people that I'm saying like. Where is their vindication? Where is There's the accountability none. for the, you know, the people, the, because I mean, it's like, you know, your typical suspects in that situation are going to probably be like CNN, MSNBC, whatever more left leaning media outlet is going to just gaslight the shit out of that right, person. Right. And then that, that person, when it turns out they're right, has any of those media outlets ever said anything like, oh, you know what? That person was right. I mean, if you no. care about reporting the truth, they never fix you, a record. Then though. you should fix the record you know and dude that's this is off topic it's like can I can I say yeah, one thing yeah. before it's like today I was looking up on chat GBT I, I searched um, what the ef- effect what the effectiveness of the COVID-19 um, vaccines was in preventing infection mm-hmm. and it tried to tell me that it was 96 95 and 96 percent and that's just because that's it's so that's an interesting I want to get into um, with you. That's an interesting thing is the AI language models and stuff because we can talk about how it's going to affect school, how it's going to affect yeah. everything, how it's going to affect um, information. But basically, that language AI language model gets all of its information from the web, the the web, yeah. uh, from news media, from trust quote unquote trusted sources. But at some point, somebody has to rate these sources as trustworthy for mm. that for that AI language model. And so it's telling me it's 95, 96% effective based on CDC information, based on um, tests that are run by the companies who are manufacturing the drugs, which there's issues with that because the companies who run the tests and also manufacture the drugs, conflict of interest, and they get to choose specifically what tests they run, how they run their tests. Yeah. And so... It's interesting because it says 95, 96% effective, but everybody in society knows that's not true. I mean, I don't, I I can't say that I necessarily agree with that because I'm not, I'm not, I haven't read enough about it to know whether or not it's actually that effective. I guess, I guess I haven't technically, since I don't know a specific number, but talking to, considering the fact that like, 70% 70% of the people that I know who have been vaccinated all, have also got COVID. Yeah. It's like, yeah. come on. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, I... Just using I, general knowledge. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think um, you know, I, I, I know people who they, they had freaking COVID multiple times and they got every booster. I only got the first shot just because I, I had to. And... Now, why did you have to? Gosh, man, I can't even remember. 
why I decided I had to. Um, That's something I'm I remember. I remember a lot of okay. people thought they had to. I remember being very against it initially, the vaccine. Um, oh, you know, it, my buddy that I was talking about whose wedding I went to? Yeah. Um, we thought that there was a chance we might actually get to go do his wedding, but it wasn't going to be in South Africa. It was going to be in like the Bahamas or something. Oh. And for me to be able to go be one of his groomsmen, I did gotcha. have to get the vaccine. Gotcha. And, and, and yeah, so they had everything, the date set and everything was squared away. So I was like, all right, well then I'm going to go get it. But then the date ended up shifting. And then after that, their wedding kept getting pushed off because of COVID. And so it was just like, I'm not going to worry about it. Like, because here's, here's the thing. The, the mortality rate from it, one, most of the people that died from it were vitamin D deficient. And also a lot of people that died from it were obese. We don't do science here, but 99% of people, we're just going to use that as a figure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is like the, this, what I have read about it, it is. Most people had three plus comorbidities, including yeah, obesity. And, and, and they're coming out now saying, you know, like one, the numbers of COVID related deaths were inflated because it's like you have someone who just died of like stage four leukemia, but they also had COVID at the same yeah. time. And we're going to say they died of COVID when it's like they've that's been what biting cancer the for bucket. the past few years. Yeah. But also, you know, it's it's sad that it's like you get vitamin D not just from taking a vitamin, you get it from the fucking sun. Yeah. Okay. And then also we have the issue of people are dying from COVID because they're obese. Okay. Well, here's a simple solution. Let's get outside and have people be active and right. exercising. They're going to lose weight, not be obese, Except and also get vitamin D. And instead of that, it was, no, you need to be locked in and only elderly people are at risk. So we have all these obese right. people not realizing they need to lose weight to reduce the risk of it was dying from COVID. Right. It was, you, you need to be locked in your house. You need to not be interacting with other people. You need to not be going to the gym. Um, and in fact, we'll incentivize you to get the COVID shot by giving you a free hamburger, by giving you free French fries. Thing. Yes, in New York and stuff, they were giving out free, oh, yeah, you know, free McDonald's, yeah, free Wendy's. Um, I can't think of any other specific examples, but there were other ones where they were giving out free food, free fried food, mm -hmm. which... Clearly makes yeah. you not skinnier. Not great. I'll say that. Um, during a time whenever the main disease affected people who were obese. So, like, what yeah. are we doing? What yeah. are we doing, people? What are we doing? And it's such a weird time because everybody was so hush-hush. It's like, don't go against the grain. Don't, don't stand out. Don't have what? a differing opinion. You know who had a differing opinion? Me. You know who is alive right now? Me. Can I tell the, can I tell the listeners... Uh, a story I remember about you. Sure, go for okay. it. So, whenever we started law school, we were at orientation, and COVID was still a big fear um, for a lot of people. Which, fair enough. Um, but Cade was in the news. The day, the day before orientation, at my first day of law school. Saying... I won't take the vaccine, like all this stuff. I've had COVID. Yeah, he's had COVID. He's not scared. He's not going to take the vaccine, yada, yada, yada. And so, one thing you need to understand, just for context in this story, is if you, like the honor code in a law school is very important. So, if you violate the honor code, um, it can get you in a lot of trouble. It might affect whether or not you graduate, things like that. So, they told us the honor code now requires that you wear a mask if you have not been vaccinated. And, you know, I, like I just told you all, you know, I've been vaccinated. So I'm like, whatever, I'm not wearing my mask. Well, Cade's like, I shouldn't have to wear a mask either. 
I agreed with him. But uh, he ended up being confronted by a professor, if I recall, saying, like, you need to put your mask on. And, like, you kind of got in a little bit of trouble, like, not well, even not even before law school even started. So here's what <laughs> happened. Yeah, I did. I did the article. I said, listen, I've had covid. I have natural immunity because this was at the time where Israel released their study saying that if you had natural immunity, it was like something ridiculous, like 60 times effective. more effective than what yeah. what the covid shots had, would give you. So in my mind, I'm being interviewed with, by this guy, and I'm saying, I have natural immunity. I've had the infection. The infection, I didn't even notice I had it. Um, I work out all the time. I'm active. I take care of my health. I eat well. This is all in the article. I've said everything that I've said right now in yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, and I'm not scared. You know, People have their own brain. People can use their own brain to make their own decisions for themselves in yeah. terms of their health. And I get... There's a talk done at the law school, and I'm sitting in the, t- in the talk, I, and it's, a, it's an awkward situation because it's the first time that I've met pretty much everybody in the law school Yeah. at this point. Oh, the yeah. first time I've met anybody. And I have a person come up to me, undisclosed person who's still kind of messing with me, um, come up to me, yeah, and say, hey, I need to pull you out of school to talk to you. And so I have to follow him up the stairs outside of the law school and he gives, proceeds to give me a talk about how he saw my article in the newspaper and how there's so many people that are so scared of this disease and how I need to make sure that I'm diligent at all times wearing my mask because he wasn't going to be able to know before that article whether I had COVID or not, but now he know, or whether I had the COVID vaccine, but now he knows that I don't have the vaccine because I said it in the article. And so that basically he tried to frame it as like he doesn't want me to get in trouble because some other student says something who knows that also. Yeah, yeah. But in all reality, it was like, I know you don't agree with the narrative. It was, and it's it, my narrative yeah. and it it's my political warning. party's narrative. And it's like, yeah, it's like here, I'm giving you this warning that you need to wear a mask at all times because now I'm washing out for you ton of, yeah. type of I'm thing. I'm looking out for you. Now do what I say. Right. <laughs> and that's an issue that I have is that putting myself in situations where I somehow always seem to differentiate myself from the crowd in some way or another where and I think that's where that's kind of my personality is to like not like if I see something that everybody's doing I'm instantly hesitant towards it why do you think that is it's just how I am I don't know my dad's the same way I'm sure his dad was the same Mm -hmm. way like it's just naturally hesitant of other people's motivations in society Mm -hmm. and it's just like that and I think that's what's that's what that that idea right there is something that is so deeply rooted in American traditions and American history. But we fail to realize is that you should be, you should think the government is not trustworthy. You should think, you should have a general, a general idea towards mistrust of authority. Because you know why? On Earth, we're all we're all humans. We're literally all the same. So if you're if you're just blindly trusting authority at any times because it's authority and because you think that they have your interests in mind, then you're a sheeple. <laughs> you're a sheeple. Sorry to say, but like you are. And anybody can get vaccinated for any reason they want. They can do whatever they want, just like I can do whatever I want. And that's my argument is I want to do whatever I want. So leave me the hell alone. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to call them sheeple. We do need some level of authority and structure, but at the same time, it's all fun and games. You need to here. be an independent thinker. Yeah, you know, you, it's 
Yeah. If you don't have some level of mistrust, or at least, sorry, a better word I would say is skepticism. If you don't have some skepticism. Critical skepticism. Yeah. and, And that skepticism leads to critical thinking. And so when someone's telling you you have to do something, you should take a second and ask yourself, do I really have to? I guess that's I guess that's a good question, honestly, is to think about like why like what about my situation makes me see something like COVID happen and be instantly skeptical of it all. You know, I don't, I, I, and I can't think that I can necessarily pin it down on one thing besides just yeah. like always just have a general s- sense of skepticism. And there used to be the old saying that if someone from the government knocks on your door and is in a suit, if a man in the suit, I believe was a general saying, if a man in a suit knocks on your door, turn and run. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like okay. the same idea. It's like yeah. just a general mistrust of other people's motivations because I realized that like, Gen- generally, the government does not have our best interests necessarily. The government has the government's best interests, which yeah. a lot of times our interests and the government's interests align. But yeah. at other times, they don't. Per se, when corporations have mega amounts of influence and money involved in a pandemic where they can make hundreds of billions of dollars, so that's was- where I get skeptical. My skeptic glasses get thrown on. Yeah, I would say the government often has. I think the government often has the lobbyists' interest at heart, and the lobbyists are naturally tied to whatever corporate entity or not-for-profit. Because I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I wonder if the NRA is a not-for-profit. They are. Okay, yeah. So even not-for-profits, you know, and I guess they're a lobbyist group to an extent. But you're gonna always have any anytime lobbying is allowed. They it's going to lead to populist sentiments because when lobbying is allowed, it's only the people with money that are going to get the ears of the politicians, whereas the ordinary man is not going to have the money to get the ear of the pop, or of the politician. And so then you're going to have a populist that is more and more questioning of the government because they don't feel that their interests are being represented because rather wow. it's the interests of the corporations. And that's where it's interesting bec- with um, capitalist society like ours is because a lot of our policy, government policy, is driven by corporate interests, by business interests, um, almost probably all of it. Yeah. Almost probably all of it. But at the same time, those interests can be beneficial to us if they're used in the right way. However, I don't believe that they're used in the right way today because everything is based off of making a percentage or making a profit as opposed to making your profit but also doing something to benefit society. So like prime prime example is like a company that does, I don't know, just this is completely random, but like... Um, a company who farms like on a mass scale like maybe they farm and they produce food which is good for society but instead of like making like I said completely random instead of making a dollar a dollar per corn per ear of corn um, based on just like skimping by and basically using nothing extra to protect the land not using not instituting any extra like safe holds of no-till is one way of preserving nutrients in the soil yeah but you won't get as big of a crop yield so you're sacrificing profit by doing that but in the long run it's like it's definitely worth it maybe Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah but it's like we need to we need to realize this society that money comes money goes 
and mm. you just you can always continue to chase the money but at a certain point if you have if you mess up the soil so bad that you can't even grow crops which, then you're not gonna be chasing any money which okay you're so not gonna chase any money two things one you just expressed uh, which do you consider yourself like a, a, a um, conservative like a right-leaning person I consider myself a rational thinker. Okay, well then as a rational thinker, what's interesting <laughs> to me is, because typically I perceive you as a conservative right-wing yeah. person, which I, I'm, I am myself yeah. too, so it's fine. Um, but what you just expressed, saying the corporation should not only pursue profit, they should pursue betterment of society to some extent. If they're going to have or, such a big influence yeah. in politics, yes. That is a rather left-wing proposition yeah. i mean you could probably get alexander you know aoc in here yeah. and she's going to agree with you on that yeah um because the the traditional conservative assertion is that a corporation exists solely to produce profit and that's right. it the more left and that's called the shareholder model the left typically says well no we adopt a stakeholder model meaning not just the people who own shares in the company but the employees the people that are affected by the company they're all stakeholders they yeah. have a stake in how this corporation so it is kind of like a stakeholder situation yeah where well you're like advocating as a stakeholder everybody model. i guess and i guess my point being is that like everybody involved in the corporation is involved in society yeah so at a certain extent they're affecting them they're affecting themselves. They're affecting mm -hmm. their own livelihood by doing, by um, executing agriculture practices or manufacturing practices that are going to harm themselves, that are going to harm their own kids in the future. Mm -hmm. So I guess my 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 whole mindset comes from evaluating all the options, seeing where um, everybody's interests align, and then trying to figure out the best the best outcome of everything. And I just think that everybody needs to make a good effort to protect the earth, to do good things yeah. for the earth, yeah. because we, we should value it. Like, <laughs> yeah. why, why are we, why are we throwing plastic on the side of the road? Like, yeah. why are we, like, when you go through the Panda Express line at the Union and here at Mizzou, like, you think about all of the styrofoam that's just being dumped. People are using mm -hmm. this styrofoam for five minutes. Dude, go for buy. five minutes, you're eating out of it, and it's a big ass box with all this plastic, and it comes in a big ass paper bag to or plastic bag too. Why? Why is that necessary? It's not necessary. We're go, wasting. Go buy. We're a, being so wasteful. Go buy a button-up shirt. How many fucking pieces of plastic and tags? And that thing? Like, I, I, the reason I say that is just because I recently had to buy some shirts for my job <laughs> I'm getting, and I was like, God damn! I was like, there's plastic around the collar. There's plastic, like, yeah. I think I pulled out like four different metal pins, and then probably I think it was like four or five different pieces of plastic, and then two pieces of cardboard. And I was like, why the fuck do they need all this stuff? That's what here? I'm saying, man. Is yeah. that I'm saying at Panda Express, you walk through the line and it's. Um, your styrofoam little box, container mm -hmm. box, you know, then it's plastic around the plastic silverware, and then it's a napkin that's mm -hmm. made out of paper, and then it's a um, fortune cookie that's wrapped in plastic that has a piece of paper mm -hmm. on the inside Frank. of it. Then it's, uh, yeah, then it's a plastic bag to hold all of that yeah. stuff. Then if you want any teriyaki sauce, it's plastic yep. for your teriyaki yeah. sauce before long you're 10 pieces into 10 pieces of plastic in the trash during your meal and i don't know how we just went from covid to trash but yeah. it makes sense well, we started talking about how it's like covid that's because yeah. this is an itap conquest we're conquering <laughs> beers and we're conquering topics and right now we need another beer folks be right back 
<laughs> All right, and we're back, and I'm sipping on a blueberry beer. Alex is continuing to sip on his what? It's some lime pilsner. It's it's delicious. I feel like I'm sitting on the beaches of Cancun. Got a little cerveza in your hand. Oh, yeah. A little cerveza. But we uh, just checked the audio for all the listeners. It sounds good. So you guys are in luck because that is a treat. Glad you think so. This, Cade's out here popping my cherry on podcasts, so I'm glad <laughs> round one has been all right. Trying to, there's been a good response to my most recent one, but... Is that the uh, condor thing? Yeah, the condor yep. years one. Just keep yep. trying to chug along, chug along, and yeah, produce content, make everybody happy, pay the bills with this free podcast of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe uh, you'll get monetized. Maybe, so, maybe one of these days I'll yeah. get some good enough listeners, but we'll talk about that later. But no, no. What were we talking about? What were we? getting into you were you were mentioning something right at the end are you talking about the thing i mentioned with strip mining yeah 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 yeah. okay so okay so we're talking about whoa sorry took a hard twist from covid i believe yeah and then to then to blueberry beers (laughs) and then to how the audio sounds well and now we're going back into um how lithium batteries uh for the last well destroy the earth (laughs) yeah now granted you know Okay. We are not scientists. Yeah, don't listen to a thing I say. Honestly, science is also here's fake. Here's the thing: if you're listening to what I'm saying and you think that there's any value to it, you need to probably go do your own research. Because I'm just whoa! I'm don't pop- say that because we want the we want the listeners to believe that they're listening to something good here. <laughs> I don't I mean, want them to think that this is trash. Well, no, but I'm just saying. Like, I think I'm reasonably intelligent. No, you definitely are. And so rational. I, I, I can research things and come up with my own opinions. So really what I was getting at with that was just like, don't take my word for it. Go research your yourself. Own research. Let, let the things I've said create a curiosity in you so that you go and look and, things up and, and then look, critically yeah. think about issues. Like that's that's what I was getting at. Like, and and the, the point of all of that is that if you are wrong about something, then at least like that is the whole point of yeah. that right there is that oh. somebody found out that you were wrong, that researched. I'm fine with being wrong. Yeah. I would, I would like to know when I'm wrong. Yeah. You know? Because otherwise I'm going to keep going around saying well, stupid stuff. Well, I mean, if you don't want to be wrong, just be a conspiracy theorist. You always gotta. That argument is great because no matter what, it's, you can always just point to this invisible thing that doesn't exist and yeah. say it does exist. And because neither of us can see it, then no one can ever like say prove that you're wrong, even though you might be. You're a conspiracy theorist if you think the shot doesn't work. You're a conspiracy theorist if you think that COVID was produced in a lab. You're a conspiracy theorist if you think the government would ever lock you down for now, bad intentions. But those things all turned out to be true, so it wasn't even a conspiracy. Well, maybe that's, there was a conspiracy. That's but my <laughs> point, brother. Yeah, that's yeah. my point. Hey, Alex Jones, shockingly correct sometimes. Shockingly Sandy Hook? Shockingly correct. The thing? Terrible. Yeah. But like, but it's, no, everyone said he was a quack when it came to... Um, so many other things. What was it? Uh, the thing where like those dudes are worshiping a burning owl. Bohemian oh, Grove. that's Bohemian Grove. Everyone yeah. said he was a quack for that, and then it turns out and it's, it's true. true. And not only that, it was substantiated by freaking tapes that Nixon, Nixon had, Nixon. where he's talking about Bohemian you know Grove. You know what he saying said? It's the, <laughs> yeah. President Nixon said, and I quote, "It's the faggiest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's President Nixon, so I can say that. By the way. Yeah. No, you're quoting him. You didn't do anything wrong. That's what was said. That's hilarious. What do you think that is? What do you think something like Bohemian Grove is? This is a, this is, it's an event 
I don't know if it's necessarily an event. It's a get-together in, in California, I believe, between elites of the United States yeah. or uh, maybe... And globally. Okay. Political members, though. You got billionaires and political elites. That are meeting in the woods and burning Allegedly, an owl uh, to Moloch. Moloch is the owl. Moloch. Okay, it, yeah. yeah. It, it's like, like a sacrifice to... Yeah. They create an effigy of him, which is their owl. And then they burn the owl as like a sacrifice to the Moloch. To the, the owl god. god, yeah. And what's interesting is this is... Uh, now, this is Owls aren't even cool. Seriously, pick a cooler animal. Okay. Now, I'm going to dispute you on that. I got to disagree. You think owl, you like owls? I didn't think they were... It, I didn't think that they were worth shit until I saw this video where they showed every bird flying and like had microphones. Right. And a owl is the only bird of prey that like flies with perfect silence. Oh. So it's like the ultimate bird of prey because it has perfect stealth as it flies in. That ah. impressed me. But yeah. Brother, you know what? That's not a surprise. I mean, if it's the devil that they're worshiping, he works in he works in silence. He does. He does. Anyway, <laughs> Anyways, but owls, the still, I, I will take an American, I will take an eagle Both. over an owl just because yeah. of patriotism. You ever day. think about how we almost got to having a turkey for our animal? I thought that, I think I a heard turkey would be that. way better than an eagle. Really? Yeah. Well, it's red, white, and blue. You know, something I'll always remember is my brother-in-law said, the only difference between a turkey vulture and an eagle is that the, the eagle has a good pub- publicist. Yeah, basically. Hundred percent. Being the U- yeah. U.S. government. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like it's it's the bird for other countries too. I think, mm. or at least like I think Mexico they have an eagle on their flag. Mm. It's like our eagle really isn't too unique to us. Yeah. The the turkey's very unique to us. That's true. But every time you see an eagle, it's like oh, it's majestic. Oh, that's an eagle. I can't deny that. That's, it's majestic as fuck. That's bad. I was I, I shit you not. I was on. Have a you run seen the on talons Monday. on those things? And just dude, the, they got a six foot wingspan. That beaks. It's they're terrifying. I saw one on my run the other day, and I stopped my whole run just to look at the eagle. So I can't I can't act like I don't like eagles. Yeah, and and just to think, like I saw a golden eagle on the golf course one time. Oh, yeah. And it's longer than me. Like it's it spreads its wings and it's longer than yeah. me. That is insane. <laughs> just grabs you by just your traps and me takes and off with up. you. Makes you think about pterodactyls and stuff like during Jurassic times. Also, also, I do new newfound uh, belief by me for everybody. Um, humans were one hundred percent around during dinosaur times. Okay, hold on. We're coming back to that after we yeah, address Bohemian 100%. Grove because we yeah. straight from Bohemian Grove. Yeah. One, on the Bohemian Grove, the other thing... Now, so Alex Jones was a quack because he believed it existed, but they proved it existed. And so he can't be said to be a quack for those reasons. Right. Granted, there's plenty of reasons that Alex he Jones could is be. a quack yeah. apart from that. But um, Let's ignore those for the time being. Yeah, for the time being. What's interesting is apparently like the way they get you in there... to The reason people think like, um, oh, this is some like... Um, group of elites where they bring in the new elites and then they implicate them so that they have to do what the Bohemian Grove people tell them to do. Their strategy, allegedly, was they would get them to like, in, in a time whenever like homosexuality was super mm-hmm. taboo, they'd get them to like buttfuck other dudes. Yeah. And then yeah. they would get a picture of it and they'd be like, now you have to do what we have to do. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the extra part that I think is alleged that like, you know, that'll never be able to actually be proved. Be proven. But, but, the fact but that it's Nixon funny that Nixon said that. Said that. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell me why you think What's dinosaurs. Well, because. Or sorry, why humans were around when dinosaurs were around. Because. Okay. So. 
multiple times in the in the Bible it talks about um, dragons or it talks okay, about yeah. sea monsters or whatever, mm-hmm. whatnot. And like whenever you really, I was listening to this podcast by this these Christian people. I can't remember, can't remember exactly what it is, what the podcast is, but they were talking about like there was no word for dinosaur before that time. Oh, yeah. It's just the word we came up with to describe those. So fossils. like, yeah, exactly. So like, so like it would be understandable that we would see it as a dragon, like a, that we would see a really big bird as a dragon or that we would see the devil being like this big sea serpent with this trunk tail that moves mm-hmm. like a tree as being some sea dragon or you know like it makes sense because that was like the typical description for a large animal of the kind that they're trying to describe at that moment um whereas like the word dinosaur didn't really come into effect until like the 1900s i believe and so so they're saying that it like it's not it's not as mythical as it as it seems it's like when people are talking about dragons or mystical lizard, giant lizards or whatever in the Bible, they're actually referring to just like kind of dinosaurs, like really. Okay, that's so it's interesting you say like. So I think most biblical scholars would probably tell you that Genesis is, um, at least the Adam and Eve story is poetic and not meant to be taken as nonfiction. But nonetheless, what's interesting Can is... Can I pause there? Because I think yeah. it is nonfiction. I think it is. Okay. I think I think it's so old. I think it's so genuinely so old, though, that we don't... We can't understand the full details of it because of how old it is. And, oh, yeah. and my belief of why we can't fully understand the details of it is because I sort of subscribe to the... Randall Carlson, the um, Joe Rogan view that like there's been multiple situations on Earth where there has been meteors or major floods that have destroyed everybody, almost everybody, that have destroyed 99% of the population to where we lose basically everything besides Mm -hmm. this basic story of like we at least know we were created somehow and like this yeah. is the way that everybody seems to think that we were created so you know so no, that's what I'm saying yeah. is like I, I almost th- I actually believe that story because I believe that, but I believe you that we think just don't know more about it because it's so old you think it's a story so ingrained in just the essence of being a human that it'll be that story will prevail throughout whatever culture yeah. you're in yes is that what you're kind of getting at like that story has to have yes, some truth to it but my my major point being that we just don't know more about it because of it being so old yeah. and like because we've yeah. lost history probably well, yeah. most likely yeah. multiple times over um, humanity's survival on earth well that's so with the so one I think Jewish his, history only spans like 5,000 years I think right and so the Bible begins like I mean once it's being written down I mean it probably began with the Jews so let's say the Bible started actually being the Old Testament at least was being written 5,000 years ago well the dinosaurs were way before that yeah and so maybe the reason biblical scholars will say it's poetry is to save face in the face of a skeptic who says you know the Bible's not true well, and so then it gives yeah. them more argument. But like to, to a certain to the extent though, like, the Bible is poetry because lots of like there's yeah. are there are legitimate stories with yeah. legitimately factual situations that yeah. happened, but they also can mean five different things. Exactly. And when like even the poetry, even if it is poetry, it's like what I said earlier, where it's like this severe event 
is so ingrained in the just the, the existence of humans yeah. that across cultures that story is going to pop up. You, it's it makes more sense that something cataclysmic that affected the whole world happened, yeah. and then now that's why that, this story keeps lost getting everything. passed down. It keeps getting like mumbled because it's just like we yeah. know we came from something, but like it can't be more general than the fact of like some god, some mm-hmm. superior being gave life to us and we're in his image and we're created mm-hmm. like him like think about how basic that story is actually yeah. on like a like a legitimate level like think about what life is how complex life is how complex a body is mm-hmm. and think about how simple that story is oh, yeah. compared to how complex the creation of life actually had to be oh god yeah you know what I'm saying, like, Dude, I, I watched, so it's like what, like it had to be something had to be lost, something oh, we had to yeah. have lost I, for sure. a lot of knowledge. Just, I mean, even uh, because the Library does, of Alexandria. Think yeah. about how much knowledge was lost when that burned down. Yeah, and wasn't and, that by like opposing forces? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. And, Explain and, that if you don't. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know much about it. I just know that in Alexandria, which I believe was during the time of. The Grecian Empire. What was it called? The Library of Alexandria. I, I don't know if it was Persians or Mongolians that burned it down, um, but they they burned down the Library of Alexandria. There was just it's an enormous Egypt. amount Alexandria, Egypt. of knowledge there. Hmm. Founding, no. Decline, no. I haven't found anything um, about it. Um, Library. Oh, larger research institution. But the point being, the point knowledge being is lost that often. knowledge is lost often, whether it's at the hands of humans or at the hands of natural events, such as a f- major flood, major fire, major vol- volcanic explosion, yeah. whatever it be. So this was, yeah, it was founded during Alexander the Great's reign as he expanded the Grecian Empire. And that expanded, I guess, into Egypt. And that's where the Library of Alexandria was. And that was like the single greatest source of knowledge in the world at the time. Um, And then whenever his empire was conquered, some someone burned it down Uh, as a Muslim caliph, Omar, maybe. Yeah, took the city of Alexandria. Yeah, that's wild, though. The fact that, like, at some point in history, we had people going through and actively trying to burn, burn libraries, burn, yeah, yeah. burn information, well, burn knowledge. You if you're if you're going to control those people, if you're going to take, if over you're going to come empire, into somebody else's empire, you want to destroy the knowledge so that you can destroy their history, their cultural background, forces assimilation, forces assimilation to a new society, yeah, with new rules, new yeah. yeah. But I mean, what I was getting to with Genesis, though. Did With you, the dinosaurs. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Bible says, you know, we have this serpent that tempted Adam and Eve. And then, um, you know, once God is like, hey, what are y'all doing with leaves covering up your private parts? They right. say, oh, uh, well, Adam said, he points the finger at his wife and says, no, nah, is, is this bitch that Good made news. me eat the apple? And then she's like, well, it was that damn serpent that made me eat the apple. And what's interesting is, Whenever God is, you know, going through each guilty party and giving them their punishment, it's like man is going to have to work by the sweat of their brow. Females, you all are going to envy the position of a male and be in constant enmity with them. And, and have then, to bear a child. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. And then the serpent, what was its curse? But to be dragged, to, to be, be drugged on the ground, yeah, basically. To be made to slither upon its belly on the ground. And yeah. so 
that would imply that it wasn't slithering some, on the ground before. Right. And so that so makes took you some wonder. some sort of legs, so some sort of lizard probably. Did it like, have legs? Did it have wings? We yeah. don't know. But that's, that's kind of the interesting point is we have this story that people say is poetry, but at the same time, like, we know dinosaurs existed. Maybe this was just some type of dinosaur that really oppressed like conscious that, being or maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't even conscious maybe it was just this dinosaur that it had a real knack for killing humans and so humans just hated that dinosaur and then that was the story that arose from it but we some, don't know but, it's just but it's me some, positing but i don't some, believe that's the case but it's right. plausible i yeah i guess it's it's plausible um to some extent though it had to have consciousness because it it convinced us to if take you the adhere bite. to the biblical story yeah. yeah if you adhere to the biblical story but if you adhere to the biblical story then you also adhere to like sort of the belief that it had consciousness that it is sort of like sort of above us in a sense yeah. like it's more powerful it's more yeah. it's all it knew it knew the things that we sort of know now do you before think aliens visited them. us i don't think do you think it was like a it was like two warring races of no, aliens i think i think that <laughs> i think that in the mystical realm sort of like the spiritual realm the things that we can't see the things we can't feel the things we don't understand fully that there's more that we can even comprehend. And I think it, that, I think that Satan, like the idea of Satan, if you look in the Bible, truly the, the concept of Satan as a bad person, as, as somebody who wants to trap you in hell constantly for your entire life is actually something, it's an actually an idea that's relatively new to faith. It's not actually mentioned in the Bible that, that much. Like He's more of a, eternity? well, yeah. And that, and that Satan is like used to influence you in bad ways because he is bad. It's more of like, like in the Bible, typically when it talks about him, it's more of God using Satan to try to tempt people to test their faith oh, like rather Job. than it's more like, yeah, like Job. Well, I guess but it's Satan like, solicited God in that It's more like, but. it's more like God using Satan to prove like who his real ones are as opposed to like God allowing Satan to act and try to like actively fight against him and fuck like steal people from mm -hmm. him you know it's more like uh it's more like uh you're under me satan and like i use you to like test out who the real ones are in the world because you can't you can't truly have good without evil you can't have you can't have good days without bad days you can't have you know you yeah. have there has to be a balance a yin and a yang in mm -hmm. the world and that's what that is sort of is like uh but like the whole so, idea is that God is superior, that good is superior, and good will always win. Yeah. yeah. No. And if you look over time throughout history of the entire world and humanity, good has always won. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah. That's one thing that irks me whenever people are saying like, oh, it's the end of times, like look at what's happened in the past 10 years, like things have just gone to shit. Okay, that's not true. No. It's just it's it is You'll believe that's true if your only knowledge of history is the romanticized version that places no emphasis on the poverty. It only talks about the kings and queens and how things were for them. That's what we're taught. We don't realize right. how just awful. And by romanticized, by romanticized, you mean like it, it's like whenever you talk about kings and queens and castles, you think of it as being a 
like society is living in air conditioning. Society is full bellies of food like we do modernly. Yeah. Society has all of these things that we do modernly, cars, all this. Mm-hmm. That's not the case at all. Oh, no. Like, like today is by far the best yeah. time to live ever as a human. The life expectancy was abysmal. Infant mortality was high. Like, the disease ran rampant. There was no medicine. If you got just a fever, well, your wife was saying goodbye to you. Yeah. Like she was ready for you to die. Right, right. You know, like, and and even, this is an interesting point. Um, This is something I've heard where, um, you know, a lot of people think like when it's the end of times, it's going to be a rapture. Yeah. Or they think like there's going to be a second coming. There's all these different ideas. Well, another theory of when it's the end of times is like, no, what's going to happen is the world's just going to progressively get better and better and better until eventually the kingdom of God meets earth. Comes down, yeah. And if you look at how things are going these days, that looks much more true than it did really only 50 years ago. Yeah. Because think about, um, you know, 50 years ago, what, what would it have been? 1970s? Okay, sorry. Let's let's take it back, what, 80 years? We're going to say we're in World War II, World War One yeah. just happened. Things are fucking awful then. We just yeah. had the Holocaust happen, all these terrible things. If you look at the world nowadays, we have more wealth, we have way less poverty, more way less stop, starvation, yeah, more recognition of basic human rights. And if you're a Christian, then the kingdom of God meeting earth means that more and more people need to be Christian. And if you look at the spread of Christianity, it has hit an absolute peak today than it ever has in history. Yeah. Like it is spreading like wildfire. So really all the signs, if, if you're focusing on the positive and not on all the negative that you'll read in the news, when you look for the positive, you see man, the world is a lot better. It makes you much more thankful to be alive now than in the past. Think about this, though, Alex. Think about most people treat people with respect. Most people treat people with the genuine, like, love and and, and just... Just respect, just respect of like, of like you're another person because the, everybody realizes deep down how special life is. And so that's what I'm saying is like, I, I agree with you in your point that you could see heaven coming to earth sooner than you could see the end of the earth necessarily because, mm-hmm. because genuinely like society has gotten better. Like more people live on earth than ever before and that's because society has put an emphasis on human rights on human life yeah. everybody general, generally recognizes how valuable human life is yeah. besides a few select few people on yeah. earth you know like Xi Jinping yeah. and Putin <laughs> yeah and yeah. and so I guess I don't really know what my point my point is but my point is that Good always wins. Good always wins yeah. because because you because if it looks if it looks like thirty if it looks like seventy percent of the world is bad and then thirty percent is good because of what the news is portraying because of what society is portraying, it's not the truth. It's the opposite. Seventy percent is good. Thirty percent is bad. It's just the bad cells. Yeah, there's there's going to be way more emphasis on like the one bad thing. You know, no one's going to talk about like for example, like we were just talking about how it's like. I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I have not necessarily noticed overt racism. I don't know if it still exists or not. I have no way of proving that. But one, one point that I am comfortable making is, you know, like last year was the last time that I actually encountered racism. And like really overt, bad. 
I was leaving a hot yoga class at like 6 a.m. And oh, some, man. some somebody's racist at 6 a.m. Uh, bro, it's Out this. Of all it times. made. I, I swear to God, this dude had to have been on meth, like to be this hopped up at 6 a.m. and pissed off for no, no reason. We like so class at the hot yoga class had gotten out, so I guess it would have been 7 a.m. probably that we're walking out. But nonetheless, it's early in the morning. And this dude, like, there's no one out on Grindstone. And he comes peeling out of this area, like, where all the fast food is, onto Grindstone. And that's where the yoga studio is. And, like, we're all walking out. And he, like, screams at you, like, fuck all you hippie. A few pejorative terms that also included the N-word. And I'm like, Was there even, like, a lot of black people with you? It was five white people, (laughs) including myself. Like, and I think I was the only dude. So, <laughs> I was so like, being openly racist at 6 a.m. in the morning, whenever there's not even a single black person yeah, but around. Uh, what, the point I make with that is it's like, whenever I go to talk to someone, if I, if, if I were to go to talk to someone about racism and I want to make it my belief that racism is horrible, if I want to make it my identity that I'm anti-racism, then I'm only ever going to tell you that story. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you about the 364 other days of the year That's a good point, where everything yeah. was fine in the world so it's 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 where your interests align to a certain extent you're gonna see what you want to see yeah and And maybe that's me maybe i'm a hopeless or maybe i'm a hopeful optimist yeah that like i don't see it because i think people generally treat each other with love and respect but maybe that's just me maybe that's just me yeah yeah i mean i guess it is how you well it's like the and well, it's like bad shit's always going to exist in the world. That's just the nature. Uh, humans are typically self-serving, and when that's taken to an extreme, you're going to have bad apples. And when those bad apples act, they get a lot more attention than all the good apples. For sure. For you know? Sure. Yeah. It's like, yeah. How, how many times have you heard someone bring up Putin? Yeah. How many times have you heard, up, heard someone talking about, I don't know, freaking, let's, assuming Pope Francis is a good person. How often do you hear about him? None. Not very. Yeah. Not very so, often. <laughs> you know, it's like there's no emphasis on the good, so no. it's very easy to start to have a very pessimistic, skeptical view of the world, even though there's really a lot of great things well, going on. Well, it's just, on. I mean, you can't deny the fact that it's more stimulating to hear about, I mean, whether it's good or bad, to hear about somebody getting robbed or somebody getting oh, yeah. shot or yeah. like the Murdoch trial, like that that is more stimulating to a human to your humanistic oh. instincts your dopamine hit when you see drama yeah drama <laughs> you know drama drama, like, drama that's um this is a little off topic but like just to the point of how important drama is to getting attention jujitsu no one has given a shit about it from its inception right until it started to get a little attention when that yeah, was like the dominant yeah. form in MMA yeah Nowadays, it's gaining way more popularity. Well, Joe Rogan talks about it all the time. Yeah, Joe about. Rogan talks about it, But, like, the reason more and more people are hearing about it is because of this guy, Gordon Ryan, who, you know, Gordon he's... Ryan. Why do I know that? He's... That's the point. <laughs> he's the number one pound-for-pound no-gi grappler in the world. What is a gi? Uh, uh, the gi is basically your pajamas you put on before you... So what is it? But what's the difference between a no-gi and gi grappler? Why does that make a difference? All right, but for, I'll answer that. But first, no one was paying attention to jiu-jitsu until Gordon Ryan, this dude who calls himself the king, and shit talks violently everyone he goes against. 
and then he gets all his social media attention, and now jujitsu has started to blow up and experiencing a lot more attention because this Gordon Ryan dude uh, is creating drama, and so people are like non-hobbyists, people who don't participate, yeah. just spectators, are gravitating towards it because the drama's there. It's like Conor McGregor. It's like Floyd Mayweather. Exactly. Yeah. It's WWE. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's drama. But to answer your question, a gi is... um, In jiu-jitsu, there's gi and no gi. Gi is... uh, You're going to be wearing a kimono, which is the jacket you put on, and then you have a... During no gi? No, this is gi. Okay. In gi, you have... Essentially, you have on pants that kind of look like jeans, but aren't jeans and then you're wearing this jacket that is called a kimono that it folds it's kind of like it looks like a robe um and then you tie a belt around and gi jujitsu is very slow because with all that fabric you can make a lot of grips and things like that and you can stall people so that's why no gi gets a lot more attention these days because it's more fast paced because people are um wearing just like shorts and a rash guard, which is like super tight fitting clothes, or they're not wear, or they just have the shorts on and that's it. And so it's a lot more okay. fast paced because you don't have the grips to slow things down. Okay. And so Gordon Ryan is a no gi grappler. He doesn't do gi. He only does no gi. Okay. That's what he competes in. But anyway. So if you're if you if you're going into jujitsu though, um, how long until you're like if you're a, if you're a reasonably athletic person. With reasonably good strength, endurance, um, everything like that, intelligence, because I know that goes into it too as well. How long until you're decent at jujitsu? I guess that depends upon yeah. how large part upon your training as well. Yeah, it's going to depend on your gym, your training partners. It's going to depend on... It, and it really is a person-by-person person thing because yeah. jujitsu doesn't necessarily require athleticism. Like, Goran Ryan is not the most athletic grappler in the world, but he is the best. You know, so it's like you have that going. Um, I would say the time to become decent, gosh. Um, I guess if we're going to say a blue belt is decent at jujitsu, it'll take you at a minimum two years, assuming that every week for two years you train three times a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what is what is the belt even? What it what go, do they go? So, well, assuming white? assuming you don't you start with do white? the childhood pro like right. if you're not if you don't right. start in childhood like you just start like I did as right. an adult. It's gonna go white belt, and then it'll take you about two years to get to your blue belt, and then probably another two to three years to purple belt, and then maybe three or four years to another black. three or four years to brown belt. Oh, brown. And then brown to black belt. That's really up to your instructor. That could be. Six months if you're a phenom, it could be five years if you're, you know, not super consistent with your training. So it goes white, blue, purple, brown, black. White to black belt takes 10 years, assuming that every week you train three times a week. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. But you got to keep in mind, like, just because you have your black belt doesn't necessarily mean that you're great at jujitsu. Right. It just means you've done the training. It means you've done it. Yeah. It's kind of like. But I, I, I will say. Jiu-jitsu is the only sport where if someone has a black belt, you should respect them and be afraid of them. Because like, of how long they... Because of how long it takes. They're going to be really good at jiu-jitsu. So what I meant by my prior statement was like, there's this guy in jiu-jitsu, Nicky Rodriguez, who he came in as a purple belt and was eviscerating mm. black belts. And so it's like, just because you have your black belt doesn't mean that you're going to be like the most lethal jiu-jitsu right. guy in the world. You know, there's going to be people like Nicky Rodriguez who are just 
phenom athletes and then are, have some good grappling and wrestling background uh, yeah. come in, you know? that's kind of that's kind of life in general though there's always going to be somebody better there's always yeah. going to be somebody but like if you have a black belt in taekwondo that shit takes like three years yeah I, I would a hundred if I had to pick someone to protect me I'm going to pick the guy with a black belt in jiu-jitsu Jiu -Jitsu, the guy with a black belt in taekwondo yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Alex, this was a good conversation. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed the first edition episode of the ITAP, what, Escapades? Con escapades. ITAP Escapades? I like All right. That. All right. Escapades. Where we conquer beers and we conquer fun topics. Thank you, everybody. Like, share, enjoy the topic uh, and the conversation. Alex, do you have anything you'd like to say? Hey, thanks for having me, man. And uh, listeners, stay loyal to my man, Kate, all right? Absolutely. See you guys.